So you're probably asking yourself, how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms to market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr. and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. What's going on everyone? Welcome to another episode of Facility Management Marketing Podcast. You probably know this, I'm your host Javier. So in today's episode, this is of a, a kind of a neat neat one. I saw that some, someone post this on a, on a post on LinkedIn back in September and I was going to write about it and just kind of had other stuff to be doing. So. What I want to do is I want to talk about um, how to make a content-led a content-led ABM list or a content-led ABM strategy. So if you're not familiar with the terminology ABM, ABM stands for account-based marketing. So account-based marketing essentially is where you are going after key accounts, accounts that are important to your business that are relatively bigger than like your normal um just like single one-offs so for an ifm or or you know or facility management company like think like walmart or amazon um and maybe those are too big so you might want to go a little bit smaller think of like you know five five below or something like that um you know those types of accounts depending if they're growing or like dutch brothers like those types of accounts depending if they're growing like if they're expanding their facilities across the u.s could be what you would put on as like, hey, these, these are um, accounts that we wanna go after. So the first thing you wanna do is you wanna understand the concept of ABM. ABM, account-based marketing, is it's more of a, I don't know if it's, it's an acronym that us marketers just kind of, we make up so many flipping acronyms and it's probably just like, it's just recreative stuff that we've done in the past. And, and so this is not to say like, you know, it's not, it doesn't work, but there's a strategy behind all this. So where, where I'm coming from is that you're trying to create content that essentially is going to help you win accounts that are big accounts that are, is going to be like your 80, 20, where you put 80% of the time to, 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 you know, to create this and maybe you only get 20% of like the key accounts you're going after. But the flip side of it is, is that that 20% is gonna return you 80% of your revenue. Does that make sense? And so key accounts, um, going after big accounts is, is, is kind of a big deal to be quite honest. And so what I wanna kinda of do is I wanna give you four really simple steps on how to make a content-led ABM list. So the first one is you wanna make a list of about 100 to 200 companies who should be your customers, okay? These are companies that Essentially, the best way I can put this is is like, all right, these guys meet the criteria. They have this much volume. This have they have this many locations. They, you know, they they are they're they're expanding in Texas or they're expanding in the Southeast. Whatever those criterias are, you have to make those criterias and lay them out. Be like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're going to be going after these types of companies, and then so you start researching and figuring out, okay. You know, there's 176 companies that fall into this criteria that we've created for our company that we all agreed on as a leadership team. And we're going to start focusing our attention on trying to get in front of these people. Okay. And so that's the first thing is just creating that list of 100 to 200 companies who should be your customers. Okay. 
So it's just, don't just say, well, everyone should be my customer. That's something that you don't want to do. Not everyone is going to be a great customer for you. They have to sit something that you're like, hey, we're really good at doing this. Okay. Like at Ratmate, we can handle big accounts. However, there are certain sizes where it would probably just, it would make us buckle and fold. And there is... And we're doing that, and the reason is it's not that we can't do it, it's just that we, we haven't built the scale large enough to scale it at a volume that specific accounts like a Pepsi or Doritos, you know, for us to fulfill. Does it mean that we can't ever do it? No, it doesn't mean that. It just simply means that at the moment, at the stage where we're at, those aren't accounts that we want to go after. You know, is it something that will change two, three, four years from now? Heck yeah, it will. All right, so. Once you've nailed your one to 200 companies that should be your customers, what you're gonna do is you're gonna start inviting relevant folks from those companies to be co-creators with you. And so relevant folks are gonna be decision makers that, not like necessarily the CEO, okay, but the people that are right below that that are gonna help you make those decisions. So like if you're an IFM, okay, and you wanna go after say like Five Below as just like one of the stores because they're expanding quite a bit so far for what I'm seeing. Um, and you want to go after those kind of companies, you're not going to go after the facility managers. You're going to probably go after like, say, maybe like the director or senior director of facilities or maybe the VP of facilities, like someone that's like high up enough, um, but they're not necessarily like C-suite, okay? And you're going to start going after those folks. And so the reason you're doing this is is like you're, you're trying to find those people that can basically say, hey, I'm in charge of 100 facilities. If you can, you know, basically kind of convince that director or VP to say, hey, you know what, I'm willing to talk to you um, and, and be a co-creator with you, then that that's great because you could acquire a lot of accounts pretty quickly. So you're going to basically invite these relative folks from those companies to co-create original content and shows with you. Original content meaning like it could be blog posts, it can be social media posts, it can be podcasting, okay? Um, it can be like podcasting like like this, it can be literally like podcasting with like say YouTube or like on LinkedIn Live or a TikTok Live or like an Instagram Live, but like something like that. But you invite them to be a co-creator with you for original content and shows that you both are like, hey, this is gonna be really cool. And you feature them in the events and in the content. So you don't make this about you. You don't say like, hey, check it out, you know, I'm so-and-so from, you know, IFM, you know, IFM world and, you know, I'm the, the best facility company, you know, this, that, and the other, like, you don't do that. What you do is you showcase and you talk about this other, about the person that you're co-creating with. You make them the hero. All you are is the guide. And so when you do this approach where you are, best way I can put this, when you follow this approach where you're kind of basically featuring your co-creator that you want them to be your customer in the future, you're putting them in the position of like, man, this, this guy really appreciates me. This guy really likes me. He likes what I'm doing. He thinks I'm a leader. He, he's, you know, he's making me look good. This is amazing. And so what that does is that it puts something in their head. They're like, man, this guy's really helped me out. He like, he, he's, he's featured me on, my po on, on his podcast. Um, he's really talking, he's like chiming in about the content that I have on LinkedIn. He's sharing it. He's like asking really big questions. He's getting, he's getting me in touch with other folks. But where I'm coming from is that you, you have this whole world of reciprocity. Okay. 
um, coming to you whenever you give, 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 because that person is going to almost feel like they're obligated to do something in return for you. And so when you invite these relevant folks um, to be co-creators with you, what you're doing is that you're, you're positioning them to start kind of putting their guards down. Because like you've probably made those cold outreaches where you're trying to convince them to like say, hey, you know, how is this going and how is that going? But whenever you do something that's co-created, it's going to be different. And this is kind of what I mean. Like um, there is a CEO for a very large Inc. 5000 company um, that I basically invited to my podcast. And that started a great conversation where we ended up doing business together a few months down the road. And it all started because I, I, I try to feature him. I try to make him important. And I think he enjoyed that. And I'm not saying this in an arrogant way that I was trying to like steal business from him. It was just like, I wanted to develop something and see what happens. And then I asked nothing else from him, you know, and after that, and, and then one thing led to another, we had more conversations and, and then we started doing some business together. So that ended up being great. It was, it was great content and it worked out really, really well. So that's number two, all right, is that you want to basically co-create with the people that you want to do business with. So number three is that you're then going to make a content, you're going to make a calendar of events for the whole year of exactly planning out what you do with each person on that list. And so what I mean by this is that like, let's say that you have a hundred and let's just make numbers easy out of the hundred to 200 that you have on your list. Let's say that 52 of them say, Hey, we're interested in, in co-creating. Let's just, just to make things easy. And so you basically find out what their specialties are on each one. You're like, okay, you know, Jack Smith, he's really good at, you know, doing this. And so I'm going to create some, I'm going to try to create content together that highlights his skill sets on this. And, you know, Jane Doe is really good at this. I'm going to create content that really highlights her on this. And I'm going to have that come out in February, the second week of February. And then you basically kind of map out where these, these individuals that are just really, really, you know, big, you know, big, big players in, in that little space. So like for me, if someone was going to try to like put, if someone was trying to go after me and, and use me as one of their 100 to 200 companies that they're going after, okay, then they're going to want to try to feature me in some way, shape or form, but with marketing, okay, they're going to want me to come in and, and co-create some content with marketing stuff. And, and, and then maybe I come in into the marketing calendar mix and I come out in March or I come out in May based off of how they map out their content calendar. So a few years ago, I was interviewed by the CEO of Connects. Um, I forget his name. I should know his name. I don't know why. I'm just drawing a blank right now. Anyways, they were doing this thing and they probably still do it, the daily grind. And it was something where um, they were interviewing, I don't know, like different facility leaders um, in the industry for like five to 10 minutes almost every day. And I remember talking to one of the, um, the staff people there and they were trying to map out the content and they're like saying, hey, we wanna bring you in in June because we're gonna have segments about this, this, and this. And so I'm like, that's cool, that works for me. And so they basically mapped out a whole series of like, we're gonna have like this month be about this and this month be about this and this month be about this and we're gonna bring these people in and these are our target accounts and these are the people we wanna interview. And so, when you're doing this, this was a short little five to 10 minute video. That was it. So like, it was like a little mini show and it was done daily. Now, could it have been less? Yeah, probably less would have been more, but 
at the time. This was during the pandemic. And what that did was um, it just created a lot of activity for connects and it created a lot of activity for the industry. And it was good. And it made you know people feel positive and stuff like that. But what I'm trying to show here is that they mapped out an entire calendar of events of like who they were going to interview and why they were going to interview them in these segments and these pieces. But these were live events. And so this is a great way of doing this. And then they would just market that to their list. They would put it on their podcast. They would put it on their LinkedIn channels. They would have um, employees share it, like all sorts of stuff. They would do it on their groups. I mean, it was great. Where I'm coming from on this is that by mapping out this whole calendar and then kind of you know pigeonholing people like, all right, these guys are really good at this and she's really amazing at this. And, and then all of a sudden you, you start, you know, once you kind of, you know, basically get them to say yes and you kind of say this is what I would love you know you to focus on and I'd love to highlight you and, and talk about two or three topics on these things what do you think they're gonna be like yeah that is awesome they're gonna be stoked about that so this calendar is gonna keep you very organized okay so the fourth one is gonna start you're gonna basically start inviting these folks in all right so you're gonna carve out time for creating these relationships and so you're just gonna reach out to these folks and be like hey my name is Javier. I am launching this um, video podcast that's just going to be five minutes long um, or eight minutes long or, or whatever it is, or I'm going to be doing like live podcasts or, or it's going to be like an actual recorded podcast that's 30 minutes or less, whatever, whatever it is, or I'm going to be you know, creating you know, these blog posts or something. I would, I would recommend doing a podcast, a live event, like a live, like a, like a not LinkedIn live, but like a live event, like YouTube live or something like that but something that people can actually participate in. And so what I'm getting, what I'm, what I'm trying to sh share here is that whenever you have dialogue, other folks, people get to see your personality. They get to see your personality as well too, the ones that you're interviewing. Um, and they're like, man, this guy's really dynamic or she's really amazing. And I, I, I love the way they make me feel. Whatever that is, like that's what you're trying to do. And so you're trying to create a relationship. So you're just essentially going to be reaching out and be like, hey, I'm launching this, this show. This, the, you know, the purpose of this show is about X, Y, and Z. I'd love to have you jump on and, and, and talk more about this because I know that this is your background and this is what you specialize in. Would you be willing to give me like 15 minutes so I can just you know, interview you on this and we can have a really cool dialogue about it? And typically they're going to say, yeah, that'd be really cool. Okay. Now, if they say no, you move on, which is why you have a list of one to 200 contacts. Okay, and so, you know, let's say that 52 of them also, you know, of the one to 200 lit that you had in your targeted list and say that you had like 176, that's what we said earlier, only 52 said yes. That's actually not bad, it's about, about a third of that list said yes. Okay, that's why you wanna have a big list. And so you, you just kind of say like, this is how it is and this is what we have got going on and so you prep them. And so there's a lot of prepping ahead of this stuff. Like you don't wanna just kind of like wing in and all this because I can tell you this right now, that if you're gonna be doing like a podcast like this or a live recording, if things are messed up, their experience with you is not gonna be very good. So then they're gonna have that in the back of their head and they're gonna be thinking, man, this was not great with Javier last time and, and I don't know if I wanna you know, do business with him because the way he handled this or the way you know, so-and-so handled that uh, doesn't make me feel like they can handle you know, my business for future facility work. So you really wanna map this all out and plan it out ahead of time. Really think about the different pieces, okay? So after you know the content co-creation is kind of made, the hardest thing that was that was that was ever you know that was done was that like that reaching out, the the, the calling them because that's the hardest thing to do is, is creating that relationship. But because you're doing something that is like low barrier, that is very like oh that's really nice that's that's really cool, because it's something that is like low risk, 
it, it becomes easier to say yes to. And so they know that at this point, they already know that you exist. And so they have an idea about what you do. And you know the process likely uh, of them kind of wanting to learn more about you is gonna start increasing because now you're highlighting this person. They see what you're doing. They know what your personality is. They know that you don't have a pitch. And, and all it is, they're just experiencing you. This is the best way to create these relationships. Okay, because what's going to happen is that this can turn into a sales conversation in the near future or it can stay as this like, hey, like a mental availability, you know, where, you know, things might go wrong down the future. But they're like, hey, I remember when I talked to Javier whenever he said this and that really stuck with me. I need to go reach back out to him. And so, you know, what's going to happen is that they can come back to you with a need in the future because they know what you're doing or they can see all these other episodes that that you've created with these other co-creators and they're going to kind of reach out to you like, hey, I saw you did an episode with so-and-so. I'd love to do something else on this. Would would you be okay with that? And they will continue to co-create with you. And you're like, well, I want the business. I know that. But those co-creations can either lead to business from that person directly or indirectly because they might refer someone to you or someone else might be listening to that event or that podcast or that piece of content that you published. Where I'm coming from is that all of a sudden the sale became way easier, okay? And then the reciprocity from this is gonna increase so much faster because what you've done is that you've taken the time to highlight somebody, to make them be the, the, the show of the, of the, 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 um, the star of the show, you know? And so it's important to understand that these ABM type, you know, strategies, these account-based marketing strategies, they take time. This is not something that happens overnight. Like I know I gave you four steps. It's very simple, you know, like, like, like it all, but those four steps, there are like also like probably like, I don't know, 20 or 30 other steps within those four things. Okay. And it takes time to map all this stuff out. And once you kind of map it out, you might want to segment it into quarters. Be like, all right, this quarter, we're going to focus on this. This quarter, we're going to be focusing on this. Let's just focus on these next two quarters. And and then we'll focus on the third quarter once quarter one is done. You know, like where I'm getting to is, is that it's, it takes time to kind of look at this and, and figure this out. But this is just a very simple game plan on just how to create like a content led ABM list, a strategy where if you lead with content, others will start listening to it. Just like what I'm doing with this podcast right now. I'm leading with content. I'm talking about this. You're like, well, you're not co-creating Javier. I know that. I, 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 and I've said this before, I, I have a full-time job, you know, like, and my job is very demanding, you know, as a CMO of a, of a technology company that's like exploding and, and we're, we're growing by three and a half X in just a year, which is insane. Um, you know, what's going on there is, is that like, I don't interview folks for two things. Like I got to take time out of my day. That's one piece. But the other piece too is that like what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to establish myself as this leader in the marketing space by sharing all this knowledge that I have and also documenting what I'm doing and testing because it is part of my life and sharing like, hey, this is working really well here. I see this how it can play in facilities. I see this how this can play in property management. And so that's kind of the idea. So where I'm coming from is that if you want to go after some big accounts, make a list. All right. Start making that list and start thinking about it. All right. And then start reaching out to these folks and, and seeing if they're interested in co-creating with you. 
and then start mapping out what this calendar is going to look like. We're going to have a piece going out once a week on Wednesdays. And make sure you're consistent because that's one of the hardest things to do is, is consistency. A lot of times when people try to do these things, they're not consistent. They come out random. So co like when you're, when you're mapping this calendar out, like, all right, every Wednesday at noon, this episode is going to come out. So we have to have these things pre-planned. So that means that you probably don't promote and launch anything for several weeks until you actually um, have a bunch of content kind of like pre-baked where you can basically map things out. Be like, okay, we've got these eight pieces already ready to go. We're gonna slowly start launching these out and we're gonna start working on these other, you know, accounts that we're gonna go after and see if we can get them to say yes. And you just continue to do that. And you do that for a whole year. That can literally transform your company. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding when I say this. It can literally transform your company to where maybe you're a few million dollar company, you know, four, five, six, $10 million, whatever. And now all of a sudden, you can be a $15 million company, a $20 million company, because you have a account-based marketing where you're going after big strategic accounts and they're, they're essentially like moving the needle bigger. So this takes a lot of time, 80% of your time for 20% results, not getting a whole bunch of people saying yes, but those 20% of people can give you an increase of 80% more of your revenue in the future. Okay. So, like, just think about those things. That's how you can grow your business where you diversify it really well. All right. So let me know if you guys have any questions. Um, you know, this, this was a cool topic. I like, the, you know, these are things that we're going to be doing internally for our company. We've tried to launch them, but just, we've been very, very resource constrained. We're in the middle of fund fundraising. Um, we're trying to get a, a, an injection of, of capital into our company to help us um, with some other stuff. And so, um, once we start launching these ABM approaches and we have like a, a really strong go-to-market uh, approach on this, a go-to-market strategy, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be just complete chaos. So hope you enjoyed it. If you can do three things for me, that'd be great. Number one, connect, me, connect with me on LinkedIn. You can find me on linkedin.com slash in slash Javier Lozano Jr. Um, I have people on there that actually ask me questions occasionally and I'm happy to help out. I'm not going to give you like an entire story or strategy and a whole bunch of other stuff, but like if you have a simple question, I'm happy to kind of point you in the right direction. If there's a topic that you want me to talk about, I'll totally talk about that topic. Um, I'm always looking for ideas. I've got a ton of stuff to talk about. Don't worry, but I'm just kind of, you know, pointing that out. Uh, number two, give us a five-star review. If you find this podcast very valuable, give us a five-star review, okay? Uh, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I really appreciate that. And then number three, share this podcast with somebody else. DM it to somebody, send, a, send in a text message, but share this podcast because this podcast, we're nearing 3,000 downloads, which is insane. And it's it's growing. It's it's growing and people are liking it. So with that said, I hope everyone has a, uh, a very Merry Christmas. If you're probably listening to this, it's probably already been Christmas, I believe. I'm not really sure. Um, outside, it's about to be seven, negative. It's the, the low tomorrow is supposed to be negative 17. The high tomorrow is supposed to be one. So we literally had almost a 50 degree turn in temperature in under 24 hours in Colorado. Pretty nuts. So that should give you a little um, idea of what, what day it is right now whenever you're listening to this podcast. Hope you have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year, and I'll talk to everybody later. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our Facility Management Marketing Podcast Secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email, and that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, uh, some strategies that I'm executing, and more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's going to help your company 
use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers. I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And have a great one.